Welcome to the Coaches Time Podcast. My name is G. I'm your host. The podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Coach. Today we have a special guest, MD, my brother from the Beer Fridge Podcast. We are going to talk about the NBA games for today. Welcome, MD. My brother, welcome to the podcast. How are you going? Very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good man. Good, all good. So uh, today, before we start, just uh, thank you to everyone that's watched the first eight or listened to sorry to the first eight episodes of the podcast. It's been super fun. This one is a wee special kind of special episodes. Uh, I know I've done one like this week, so this is a wee special episode talking about uh, the games for the Christmas day and then we're going to talk about some news that I just uh, wanted to catch up on uh, this week as well and then we're going to talk about last but not least we are going to talk about the fantasy basketball just before the end of the year because my team's pretty terrible right now spoiler alert but uh, yeah before before we before we get get going I know that's uh, not be fresh podcast uh, uh, episode but I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm drinking a Coors Light right now. Uh, I'm on holiday for uh, Christmas time, and I'm basically sitting with a Coors Light in my hand. I'm not gonna lie. No idea what it is. It's like a what four? Yeah, there's no there's no wrong. There's nothing wrong with Coors Light. Let's be honest. There's a there's a time and a place for every style of beer or every type of beer. So, and if you've just finished your work like you have for the year, uh, <sighs> it's probably. Uh, it's probably went down an absolute treat. So, and it's probably not touched the sides very much of it. So, no, it's not nice and cold again. N- nice and cold, four percent again. It's 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 going to be it's going to be down in one. I'll probably have to go and get another couple. I should actually get a wee beer fridge in the in the office space uh, next time. Are you? I'm guessing. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna ask you. What are you drinking? Because I don't. Uh, no, no point. I'm drinking. In- I'm drinking a New England IPA, a New England pale ale from a brewery called Burnt Mill. Um, it's five and a half percent, and it's basically um, like pineapple, mango, tropical fruit juice mixed with alcohol. Um, for the listeners uh, that are probably not like maybe not aware of the different types of beer that's the easiest way to describe it and it's like you say five and a half percent fruit juice that has alcohol in it so that's uh pretty easy drinking stuff yeah that's your that's your beer for the well that's one of your beers for the podcast i see you've got it in your you say vessel i've, I've been listening to that podcast is that a, your vessel there's different glassware that's it it depends Depends what you're drinking. What you're Depends what you're drinking exactly. So wait, um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna get straight to basically the first news. I want to, I want to know your thoughts on on this. Uh, so the Phoenix Suns. I don't know if you've heard that, you've seen this, but the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix um, Mercury, Mercury, yeah, Mercury is set for a record four billion dollars sale. Yeah. So um, they basically. I just record. That's just yeah. What your thoughts on that actually? So it's gonna be um I'm just reading up on so So basically the going rate for NBA teams before this. So the Timberwolves went and I'm 
I haven't. Re- you've sprung this on me, so I'm, this is off the top of my head before you question the figures. But the timber rules went for just shy two billion uh, about four years, five years ago, with Alex Rodriguez and all them that bought it. Uh, yeah. The old, um, and then Steve Ballmer obviously bought the LA Clippers. That was probably oh god eight years ago, maybe as much as that now, and that was yeah. just over two billion. Um, but obviously, the the NBA's kind of went um, mad the last couple of years, and the, the going rate for a franchise is in that four four billion range, and it's an absolute ridiculous sum of money. Yeah. Uh, however, it's did I say it, it's probably a really good investment with the stuff that is going to be coming up in the NBA over the next you know two to five years because. The NBA is obviously ever growing. If you obviously if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know a little bit about it. But you know the NBA works on like a um, a, a central bargaining agreement. So basically, every penny that comes in from revenue, from TV, from merch, all the rest of it gets split roughly to be um, simple, but fifty fifty. So the owners get about fifty percent of the revenue, and then the players get the other fifty percent for. Um, it's sometimes 51, 49, but anyway, for the lack of um, kind of breaking it down. Yeah. And so obviously the salary cap is implemented every year based on how much money comes in from the last year. And that's why you'll see next season there'll be an increase in the salary cap and the year after and the year after because the money's astronomical. And especially when the NBA negotiates their brand new deal with, you spoke about Turner the last time we were on, TNT, ABC, ESPN, yeah. you name it, right? The money is going to be bonkers. So four, mil- four billion for two franchises is obviously an obscene amount of money. Yeah. However, the the revenue that's going to be generated um, is quite astronomical um, off that. Also, the Suns are probably... They're they're probably a top, I'll say ten for lack of, but but they're probably higher than that. Like a top ten franchise that you would want. One because of location, um, two obviously the the side of the country that they're on. They're on the yep. west coast, so they're next to LA. They're next down from Seattle, uh, down from San Francisco. Loads of money in that neck of the woods. So you're going to get sponsors. You're going to get investment, all that kind of. And let's be honest, the Suns are fucking pretty good right now. Uh, yep. They are teed up for the next couple of years to be hunting championships. And if you're a new owner, being able to establish a championship within the first couple of years is probably worth its weight in four billion. Yeah. Uh, and the other aspect of it, and again, I'm off on a big tangent, but that's how it works. The other Sorry. aspect of it is that the NBA will probably um, go down the expansion route and the next four years where they'll add realistically two more teams to the league. Yeah. So the 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 higher possibility of that would be somewhere like Vegas, um, would be somewhere like Seattle, would be somewhere like Mexico City. There's another shout. But if you think about that, there's three I've just named and they're all West Coast teams as well, right? Yep. That'll if the going rate's four billion, uh that means that the when these teams are look to be introduced that will generate let's just call it four billion that um that'll generate eight billion of revenue which the new phoenix suns owner will receive whatever the percentage is of that which is going to be in the hundreds of millions yeah 
Yeah, no, totally. But again, I'm not reading this right now. <clears throat> if you think okay. about it, so that's four. That's two teams, right? Basically, but Brooklyn Nets. Um, Joe is it Cassie? Joe Size, right? Whatever it is, uh, he right. bought he bought the Nets in 2019 for 2.35 billion. Okay, all right. But he had to then also buy the Barclays Center. Yeah. And he bought that for roughly one billion. Yeah, I mean, so you think about that. It's kind of what three billion he he spent on Brooklyn Nets in two thousand nineteen, and he's getting they're buying two basic teams yeah. for four. So it's, it's it's not that bad actually. To be fair, it's it's a it's <laughs> it's not it's not that bad. It's four billion. <laughs> it's, you know it's, I mean? it's, it's an absolute. <laughs> it's an absolute extortionate amount of money. But the thing yeah. is, what you'll tend to find is is that owners might be looking at this now thinking, this isn't a bad time to sell. Because you look around the landscape, there is only 30 teams at this moment, and they don't come up very often. They yep. tend to come up because somebody's done something wrong. And mm-hmm. dare I throw the the racist old white gentleman that runs most of these teams that has said something or done something inappropriate um you know because that's robert robert sarver and donald sterling and all the rest of it right uh, and but that's what that's what's happening that's what ends up getting these guys kicked out i'm saying guys for a reason because there's not many women that own um the uh, the, the teams you know genie yeah. boss at the lakers was probably one and if there's anybody else, then and I've missed. I I, I apologize, but like four point your man Cuban for the Mavs, he bought the Mavs for two hundred and some million. Yep, the Mavs Aye. are the Mavs are a top ten um, team in terms of their in Texas, all the rest of it. Yep, like that's not a bad profit um, for up to four billion. You know, yep, so. The, the, the really uh, the other thing is probably worth mentioning is and I, for the life of me I can't remember the chap's name so if you've got it who is buying that who's the kind of the, the main man he is only about 45 year old 43 year old and it's actually quite refreshing to have like new young um blood basically into the NBA ownership table because the the people what like you say they don't come up very often no and these uh, franchises have been run specific ways for years and years and years. The NBA is obviously moving um, into a totally new wave um, with its whole digitization in the next you know couple of years. And the way that the NBA is being played and how global it is, you know, these teams are, you know, it's must see TV basically. But it's yeah, it's like you say, four four billion chump chump change. Um, the the crazy thing about it and to like pull away back for you a little bit. Robert Sarver, who owned them beforehand, he owned 36 and a, 36, 37 percent. So yeah. the new owners don't have to buy the, the they don't have to spend four billion, right? So they no. basically just have to buy Sarver out. Um but a lot of the other owners might lose like they might sell up because Sarver and all the rest of it, right? But yep. realistically to buy ownership of a of a NBA franchise, you need the majority shareholder, yep. which 
uh, for the Suns is 36, 37%. So at 4 billion, you're only like, <laughs> there you go again. I'm saying you're only spending, <laughs> you're only spending a third of that, which is what, like, you know, a, a, a 1.5 billion. Yeah. But that's still a, an obscene amount of cash. Let's be honest. As as loads. And just a, so he is 42. Mm. So it's, it's still not it's still not too bad, but he's he's forty two year old. Um, yeah, the thing is, like, and they're going to be they're going to be in the in the league for the next you know thirty year probably. You know, yeah. and that's it's an important aspect that they're able to see this change through because there hasn't been any really kind of new younger owners. You know, like Cuban was in there, Michael Jordan obviously was in there. Um, you know, people like that. Alex Rodriguez, I mentioned about the, the Timberwolves. Um, like, but it's it's quite refreshing for that matter. Yeah, no, it's it is it's, it's interesting to see because again, if 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 they are if they're selling, obviously it's a good time to sell. It must be a good time to sell. The the but it's also a good time to buy because there is going to be, um, you know, there is money like to be had in this. Yeah. And the thing is, the Suns. They're probably due to spend some money in tax. They haven't done it, and God knows, Sarver never put his hand in his pocket. So, you know, they, they they may get stung chasing a championship over the next couple of years, but they will make a like the revenue that these NBA teams make is like frightening. So, yeah. get your hand in your pocket, good lads. Yeah, it's good. But also talking about um, we're going uh, the next the next story talking about basically buying or ownership of a of a NBA team or a team, Derek Rose has uh, has says that he was he'd be looking after his career to own a NBA team because he's uh, the quote is he saved up enough. Uh, like I'm sorry, but yeah, he may he may have saved up enough, but he's like yeah, there's there's night and day to this sort of stuff, and it's there's there's a reason there's certain. The thing is, he may become the face of a a part like a partnership group that yeah. buy it out, you know, and where there is you know a couple of, you know, a couple of people, a couple of hundred people, I don't know how many goes in that decide to buy, um, and he might lead it up. Like LeBron's talked about it, like Floyd Mayweather's talked about it, you know, yeah. like it's not. There's a reason people want to get involved. There's money to be made. If you know what I mean, and there's a lot of, like, if you're a lover of the game, and obviously Dero's is that. Yeah. If that's the way he sees it, he maybe he doesn't see self coaching. Get yourself in the front office, you know, ownership, part, you know, dealing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like quite right. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. To, good to see, obviously. But who who do you think you would like to 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 own ownership? Who do you think he'll he'll jump in? What team? Well, it has to be the Bulls, surely. But um, the thing about the um, the thing is, like these partnerships and and stuff are really difficult to to break. People don't want to sell, you know. There's um, there's like businesses that own chunks of these teams because they sponsorship rights and all that kind of crazy thing, you know. So it's um, the the thing is, like you know, Dwayne Wade, he. He got um, he got some uh, partnership and some ownership stakes in the Utah Jazz, and you would have thought it would have been the Heat, mm. but 
you know, the Heat never offered him anything. The Jazz did, and they pull, pulled in. So, you know, he's starting to do some work with the Jazz because of it. And, you know, like, so you just, I suppose you never know at the end of the day who um, who might offer him some or who might get the, the opportunity to make pop up, basically. That, and, and that's the reason why he said that out loud. Do you think? He's been, yeah. He must have. He said that out loud to say, right, Let's see what happens. I've got a, a, a couple of years to go. I mean, maybe you know, even a couple of years. Let's see if somebody reaches out to me and says, "Oh, by the way, bro, would you be able to part ownership or whatever it is?" I, I mean, that's a good play for him, I think personally. The thing at the end of the day, like you know, if that's where he sees his future after playing basketball, then you know, every, he's every right to kind of like you know drop the hints and see. It's it's a big jump going from player to owner. You know, and yeah. a lot of, like, you know, Michael Jordan's the only one that's done it. You know, yeah. and, but there's a lot of players that are in front offices now, you know, oh. James Jones at the at the Suns and <clears throat> you name it, are, have done unbelievable jobs. Like James Jones, like, won Executive of the Year last year or the year before. You know, so it's, um, there's lots of opportunities to, to move in and you see a lot of ex-players sitting on benches, coaching and all that kind of stuff. Like, yep. That's a hard gig, whereas I suppose the executive stuff is difficult as well. But um, yeah, if you can go right to the top of the tree, then why, why not? Yeah, no, why not? Definitely. But uh, yeah, so that's that's huge. That's huge. But we'll go to the next. We'll go to the next topic because we could talk about that all night. They are basically two two things I was want to look at, and I would probably could talk about that for the whole time. But looking at the 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 next. Uh, the New New York Knicks got some bad news on Wednesday. So basically, after it's just it's, it's quite it's quite funny, but it's bad at the same time. So supposedly they tampered. They were tampering with uh, the signing for uh, Jalen. Is it Brunson? Oh, Jalen Brunson, aye. Yeah. So there's uh, basically they have been forced to give up their second round pick in 2025. That's a pile of shite. Yeah. This stuff goes up. Hold on. Like, so before you off. say that, before you say that, right? So just um, fast break. The, the um, It's coming from fast break uh, news. The New York Knicks were forced to forfeit the 20, 2025 second round draft pick as a result of an NBA investigation into tampering during the signing of them. Good point. So I mean, the thing, the whole tampering things. This is like the it's a shaky nail, and if if they're going to start clamping down on it, then great, yeah. right? But this has been going on since David Stern made the players the highlight of the the NBA, right, and made it a, a players' league, and teams reach out, family members reach out, agents reach out, you know the the body. Waiter at a restaurant when the player's sitting in the, you know, reaches it, all that kind of stuff. And the thing is, Brunson's uncle, dad, one of the two, has been on the next staff for the last two years. Okay. He grew up in the area. Yep. You know, he's got ties to the area. Yep. Um, and the other thing you've got to think about is remember, the Mavs had every opportunity to, um, to walk Brunson up for the four years, right? They had every opportunity to do that, 
and they did not offer him the four-year, 45, 50 million, whatever it is that his initial contract was, which is that would have been the sort of the guaranteed extension that the Mavs could have offered. Now, they didn't do that because he wasn't playing in a way that they were really up for guaranteeing him, you know, 10, 12 million pounds or a year. Fair enough. Comes to the playoffs and Brunson absolutely tears up and, oh my God, we shouldn't we need to keep a hold of this guy. And the whole time all this is happening, his dad and all the rest of it, Leon Rose at the Knicks, you can say what you want, but they've like they've been brought in for the Knicks to bring stars and kit ties to um to New York. Now, they've missed on all the big hitters so far, but what they felt in Brunson is they had a, a tie that he would be up for coming and all the rest of it. And then he played above his contract and then they could offer him five for, what was it, one, two, five or whatever the heck it was. It's a stupid yeah. amount of money again. Um, you know what I mean? Like, how many how many players on, so free agency opens on the 1st of uh, July every year, right? Yep, yep. How many players sign contracts on the 1st of July at 12.04? You know, I can't, like, there's four minutes of negotiations that these million, hundreds of millions get shipped it's it's bullshit, yeah. right? It's it's bullshit. Now, should the tamp the tampering happen? No. Is losing a second round draft pick in uh, three years' time really going to deter them if it means they land the next star? No. So why fucking bother? Is my point. Like get get off your high horse NBA. Deal with the whole. If you want to deal with tampering, then like deal with tampering, but. Adrian Wojnarowski has made a living of dropping news after news on um, free agents, on draft picks, on all the rest of it before stuff's supposed to happen. Yep. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Right before. Oh, I. So, you know what I mean? So there's news, there's stuff leaking yep. so that yep. the, the reporters get a hold of it. So, which means conversations are happening well in advance. You know what I mean? So, like, a second round pick for Brunson, fair play. Yeah, fair play. Again, you're talking about tampering, right? Um, earlier in the season, I don't know if I actually don't remember this, but I don't know if you will. Uh, the the 76ers actually um, got punished similar. So they got a um, forfeit. It's just funny. They set a second round pick in 2023 and 2024 for the tampering signings for a PJ Tucker and Daniel House Jr. as well. That was earlier in the season, supposedly as well. Yeah. See, like, I'm sorry, like, it's, it's bullshit. It just is. There's these players. It's a players-driven league. Players are talking to each other. They're playing in the summertime. You should come and play with me. By the way, the city's awesome. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, the coach, oh, they would definitely want you. Let's get on a phone call with, you know, that's yeah. all happening all the time. And, yeah. like, it's it's impossible for them, unless they're tracking phone calls and all the rest of it, which is a bit over the top. Like, that's, that's going to happen. But you shouldn't, like, if, at the end of the day, like, if, if the NBA really wanted to clamp down on it, it would be a much 
much like harder punishment than a second round pick. And the Knicks have got like they've got their whole allotment of picks, yeah. you know. So it's just nah, it's, it's BS, mate. It's BS. Yeah, no, I agree. A second round pick, like for for the Sixers for two years, two thousand twenty three and two thousand twenty four, and then these guys for two thousand twenty five. This what's the point? They're gonna do that every time if they have to. Like if if they really wanted to, tampering all the time because this doesn't bother them. Do not agree. Just... It's just sh- sh- it's shit. And it's just it's, it's just, bad. There's just not like there's I don't know. There's a time and a place that like you say, but this happens all the time. It happens all the time. So yeah. um I just don't like what's the point and if if they really want to stop it, take this year's first round, like so the, we, we spoke about it the last time. It's the race for Winyama. What'd you call him? Victor Wenbin Yama, his name ah, is yep. the French kid. Take the first round pick away. Take the first round pick away this year, or find them a boatload of cash, or take the money, find whatever the finest, take it off their salary cap. You know, make the hit it where it hits affects this year's team, not like three years down the line, like when like so Jalen Brunson might not even be on the Knicks in three years' time. PJ Tucker will definitely not be on the Sixers in th- two years' time. Yep. Daniel House will probably not be on the Sixers in two years' time. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. But they're yeah. hunting a championship right now, the Sixers, right? Yeah. The, the Knicks are hunting a championship too, but they're probably in a different league. But why whack them with it, the salary cap fine? All right, well, sorry, that's $10 million, but it's coming off your salary cap this year, which means if you when you go over your salary cap, you're getting taxed a boatload, which pisses the owners off. Which means you've got ten million pounds to spend less on players this year. Mm-hmm. Sorry, PJ Tucker, but that thirty-three million that we gave you now turns into sixty-five million because of the tax implication. You know that's where it would hit them. Yeah, but and then I they think... would realise that they would just play. Oh shit, we we can't do any of that, and then that sort of stops because folk get pissed off because yeah, yeah. it's, it's it's all about money for the for the owners. Like if they don't have if they don't have money coming in, how they're going to get players? How they're going to get like keep the facilities open? Abraham, yeah, no, I agree. It's the biggest horseshit ever, to be honest with you. But what I'm gonna do? I just again, that was a I knew I knew we were gonna go on a tangent for that that one, so I thought I would just put it in there. The next yeah. one, the next topic before we go on the NBA schedule, uh, this this topic, I don't I don't I don't know what you think about this, but um, supposedly Trey, because I don't know if you've seen stuff about Trey Young right now. Uh, yeah. no, no getting on with uh, head coach or anything. Supposedly, he could be the next star to to basically request a trade. Yeah, do it. Uh, Brilliant. I love Trey Young. He's one of my favourite players. Yeah. Like, he's cocky, he's arrogant, Um, yeah. he's got wee man syndrome, Yeah, all that kind of stuff. He's, 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 he's box office, as Stephen A would say. Um, yeah, look, the thing is, I would I would get rid of Nate McMillan before, but I think the 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 Atlanta teed themselves up for this because there was rumblings of this last year. Yeah, yeah. They like they like Nate McMillan as a coach in terms of what he establishes. Obviously, Trey's the superstar. Yeah, we've mentioned on this podcast already. It's a players' league, right? He's the one that puts bums in the seats. He's the one that sells jerseys. Yeah. There's a reason they traded for Dejounte Murray last year. Right, 
and it was yeah okay let's see if this works but we've got a, we've got a backup all-star guard if this shit goes south basically and you know the the Murray Trey thing they got on really well uh however you know Trey I, I, I part of me thinks he's he, he thinks he's too big for the boots and he's pulling I am superstar and all that kind of stuff yeah um so you know if if he's not happy at the end of the day request a trade you know get um let's get him on the Knicks you know like I would love that shit like in in the garden every night don't know how the Knicks fans would uh, go uh with that but there's plenty of teams hunting for superstar talent that will maybe push them over the line and you know the the Hawks like you would get a haul from that's for sure but you could get some you know you could really like add some pieces to what I think is an already really really good team yeah. uh that that could put you in, in a in a, a place to challenge in the in the Eastern Conference so look it's a players driven league if he wants it he'll he'll get out yeah. put it that way he'll get it yeah I mean, let's 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 see what happens on that again. I quite like Trey again. I'm a I'm a Mavs fan, but I actually quite like Trey Young as well. I think he's a I think he's a good player. Uh, I mean, I would have him on my team if if I could as well. He's a he's a decent decent player personally. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd, again, what team would you like to see him on? If you had one team uh, mm. in the NBA. What team would you like to? What think he, he fits in, and would you like him being on? What do you think? What's, what's the? I think that, well, the Knicks I've mentioned, they yeah. like Trey Young on Broadway would be awesome. Um, and I don't know how him and Brunson would work. Uh, so it might be you would need to move Brunson. So that would be quite, I don't know how that would go down or work. Be However, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think because you know Atlanta's. Not a a bad, uh, like market. Yeah, he's probably somebody probably bigger, like somewhere like Miami, maybe. Yeah, but like, you know, Kyle, trade him for you know, Kyle Lowry. You probably have to get rid of some like hero to make the salaries work and yep. something else. But like, imagine like Bam. Trey Young and Jimmy Butler as a trio that would be that would be quite effective. Um, yeah, but like you know, like a young up and built like an up coming team are probably not going to like the Pacers. The the Grizzlies are not going to do it. The Spurs when they do yeah. it, the no, Magic maybe. Mm, the magic, magic yeah. Play. I mean that would be good. I think that that would be a good fit. Actually, just thinking about it, having a Magic because they've got uh, a, they've got a young team. Uh, him, Bobo, and Bamkero, and yeah. um, Franz Wagner. Be, but the thing is, to get Trey, like you, they're gonna have to trade like like two of the three guys, like yeah. just and the salaries just wouldn't match up either because Trey's on mega box. So yeah, um, it's it, it's the trade machines. If if you had teed me up with this before, I would have been on the ESPN and I would have <laughs> been on the trade machine, and because that's. That's definitely one of my favourites is the old trade machine. Um and seeing who uh and seeing who I could have got. Yeah. Because uh, it's it's all to do with the salaries, it makes it so hard. No, it is, definitely it is. Uh again, we'll we'll post 
Uh, well, I'll, I'll post some different trade uh, stuff on socials uh, about that as well. Talking about Trey Young, uh, I'll, I'll post that on. I'll go. I'll go on and do some. Do some digging, and we'll we'll uh, post some different different trade options that potentially could be good for Trey Young. You're just trying to do it right now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, like the magic we need to give up. Like so, the thing is. The, the the salaries don't match like overly well. Trey's on thirty seven yeah. million, which is obviously an absolute mama jammer. Now Franz Wagner's on his rookie, so he's on five million. Banquero's on, you know, he's on his rookie, which is nine ten million. Um, you've got Isaac's contract, which is a buyout. Jonathan Isaac, because obviously he's been basically ill and void for the last three years, which is a shame. Marco Fultz is on sixteen and a half million. Um. I just don't think any of that would like. There's bull ball two million. You could throw that in. It's just the the players probably just don't match up to um, what Atlanta would accept back. You know, you'd probably have to throw in um, some trade exceptions, or you would yeah. have to throw in uh, some draft picks. That's for sure. Yeah, we'd have to. That's that's good. Well, we will. Uh, I will. Sorry, I will have a look at the, that, and I'll put some trade. Bits and bobs on socials, uh, in the coming, coming days, but maybe even before you you post, uh, well, post this. This is gonna hopefully be posted on Christmas Eve. I don't know. It's I don't know if folk will listen there before it, but if you do, then it'll be it'll hopefully be posted on Christmas Eve, as well. Uh, before we get to the main event, that is the NBA games. We're gonna take a, a short break, um, and then we are gonna come back. After that, it's going to be... Yeah, we're going to take a kind of short break, so I can grab a beer, and we'll go from there. But yeah, Thank stay you. tuned, guys, and we'll be back very, very soon. Right, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for staying staying with us uh, tonight. I am joined again uh, by MD, my brother from one... Well, one part of four of the Beer Fridge uh, podcast. We are finally at the main event for tonight. We're going to look at the NBA NBA games for Christmas Day. So hopefully it'll be the day after this comes out. We're going to talk about each each matchup. I'm going to give you well. I'm going to I'm going to basically talk about the how it's went the last time they've, they've played. And you know what? We're going to make a prediction on who is going to win. And if 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 we're going to go with it. We may as well go away and go. Who is going to win, and also the the score as well. We're going to do the score. It's quite. It's always interesting because I mean the scores are so hard to to predict. Um, but yeah, we're going to do it. So we're going to go first game. First game of the the night or the afternoon in in the UK time in Scotland. It is, and also we're going to look at if it's if it's a good. Five games, or if if there's some shitters, but anyways, we're gonna go first. So, uh, we're gonna go basically game one, and that is the the seventy sixers against the Knicks. Um, and just before I pass it to yourself, MD. So, they played against each other in November. I uh, and be the Knicks actually won by two. Uh, that was let me just I just double check if that was I think that could have been it. Uh, home 
or away. I think that was um, that was away. That was away from home. That was in the seventy sixers. So, what you what are you thinking about that first game? Uh, the 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 basically the Christmas Day uh, pack. Uh, this is the this is the matinee, I suppose, isn't it? It's the early. It, it's the early game. It's yeah. always the Knicks. Um, it's always MSG. Uh, it's Christmas in New York. Uh, there's probably no better place to be, um, especially if you're James Harden in that. So no doubt they'll be in the lash the night before, uh, especially being in New York and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I I don't have too much of a problem uh, with this game. I think it's... Uh, I think it's quite a good matchup. Uh, I I always tend this is a traditional matchup that the NBA kind of sets for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I do like when they kind of make them a bit spicier, and you this my point's going to come up a few times. I think as we go through here. Um, yep. but look, it's it, it it's a good matchup to start off Christmas Day. Um, the one point I wanted to throw at you, and I'm going to throw a spanner at you. Um, did. This is the first year the NBA is competing with the NFL on Christmas Day. So right, the NFL okay. doesn't normally because Christmas has fell on a Sunday. Yep. The NFL plays on a Sunday. Yep. So there's three. There is a, a whole schedule of uh, NFL games. Um, right, okay. Which are Christmas Eve. And um, there's three games, if I might be right, on uh, Christmas Day, on the, su- the Sunday as well, right? Right. I think this is an absolute travesty for the NBA, like because NBA, this is this is where the NBA kicks off. The NFL dominates until February, until the Super Bowl, and it's All Star break and all the rest of it. But the NBA has had Christmas Day, like not tied up for the last couple of years, but I think the early. The early games on the um uh the early games are gonna be the ones that probably for the UK anyway will get a lot of fault fans, but the NFL's gonna jump in late doors as well. So Okay, so yeah, I see I again I'm not a huge I, I don't know I don't know uh, watch or support in NFL but you get off Yeah, so so they are always on on a Sunday, yeah, I knew that, but I, I was, I didn't even know they were on. I thought they just took a break. I thought that's why, because I've never seen it on in, in uh, like Christmas Day. Christmas but Day. I've never seen it on Christmas Day because it's not been a Sunday. Basically, yeah. So okay. the Saturday, it's mainly Christmas Eve, yeah. um, and then it's uh, there's three, um, there's three games Christmas. So what, Day, so what time? What time? What time is usually NFL on at? Is it? Is is it? Is it same as same as like NBA? Like is it? Just yeah. So there's an early game on Christmas Day, um, which you're making me do maths here, which is gonna probably going to be about a one o'clock in the US, which is probably about six o'clock here. Right. Okay. Yeah. So and then the NBA is probably going to be running about the same time. Which is a twelve o'clock tip, which will be about five o'clock here. Yeah, yeah, twelve twelve o'clock's the first first ET. Uh, so yeah, it's usually high six high six o'clock here. Right, okay. So anyway, I, I, 
and I know there's no, we're not talking about the NFL here, but I, I just think the NBA knew this, right? So this is where my point's coming in, right? The NBA has known this, and that's why I think they've made a royal fuck-up with the matchups this year, right? They've made a, they've made a, a better fuck-up. Because when the NFL's on, yeah. you want either, you either sacrifice, now the, what they've done is they've flung in Joel, Joel Embiid, James Harden and the Knicks into the same um into the fire basically because this is the game that's probably going to match up with the Miami Dolphins and the Packers game, which okay. is in the NFL. Yeah. Right. Yep. Now like you say, I, I think it's a good I think it's a good game. Uh, I think it's relatively star powered. I think they could have made it a little bit more spicier by bringing um, you know, uh a, an, an ex sort of playoff kind of thing. I think the net Sixers might have been quite interesting here with the whole Ben Simmons dynamic with KD star power. Uh, but they're always going to have the Knicks on on Christmas Day. This is where the issue is. Uh, I think that matchup, uh, Brooklyn versus uh, the Sixers, just with all the all the crazy aspects of the trade last year with Harden and Simmons, all the beef, all that kind of stuff. I think that would have been a better matchup. Than mm-hmm. the Knicks, yeah, and I think it would have the star power would have at least lend itself to pull people away from the NFL. Now, if you're asking me to call a score, I'll, I'm going to say the Knicks win because I honestly think Harden and that will be it in the piss, and um, I would give it the the Knicks and the Sixers don't tend to put up a, a boatload of points, so I would put it in the 105 to. 101 one oh like you know 99 range yeah, um, yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and and then take it take it that way so it's so but, interesting actually to to hear that because again it's uh it's one of the ones where again we're not talking about the nfl but they're competing act- against and this is like teeing into the next matchup is the exact reason why i believe the nba has went with the Lakers and the Mavs yeah. is the second matchup. They yeah. went with superstar. Who are the who are, are two or two or three? Or like or maybe not three, but Dontich. Like, but like Dontich is, <laughs> a, but Dontich is a, one or he's he's a top five player right now, I suppose. Right, yeah. and uh, whereas LeBron's top two all time. Right, he's star. He's box yeah. office. He's star power. Right, yeah. so that's where they've went with with this. And when I ran through this matchup before, I was like, "It's real one. It's really odd that a West Coast game is second on the bill, right? Yep. Because it's normally um, the normally kind of tail it. So it's always like you know, it's always like New York, Chicago, maybe Texas, and then you hit the West Coast for later in the day with the Lakers and that usually being late doors because they're at home. But the Lakers are away this time." Yep. Yeah, to the Mavs. To the Mavs. So it's in Dallas. So in terms of the the timings, it sort of works slightly. Um, But this matchup doesn't, like, you know, my thoughts on this, it doesn't interest me in the slightest. It's two boring teams to watch play. Um, Like, it's the the Dontich dribblers, uh, versus the basically the old cripples within the the Lakers who without AD at the moment too are even worse to yeah. watch and to rely on a thirty eight 
but he'll be 30, no, he won't be 39, um, but a 38-year-old LeBron who's still putting up 27, 8, and 7 or whatever the heck it is, is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I just, it's a star power game and I get it and it might bring some fans in. I, again, I think they missed the boat because I would have had, if you wanted Dontich and you wanted to bring it over in this spot, I would have had the Suns playing here instead of the, the Lakers. I would have had the the um, all that back chat, all that bullshit that's happened the last couple of years with, between Dontich and Booker and all that kind of stuff. They've met in the playoffs. There's a bit of beef. There's a bit of spiciness. The Suns are high-powered. They're playing well again this year. I know you've got to make the, the, this, um, the schedule before the season and all the rest of it, right? But I would have went into the spicy aspect of it rather than the star power aspect. I think it's far more appealing and I think people are switching on. If people are going to switch on to watch LeBron on Christmas, I get it, right? Yeah, but, well, definitely. Like, LeBron versus Dontich, like, for me, like, and I'm maybe just underselling it because I know how dull the Lakers have been to watch this year and the Mavs play the slowest pace in the NBA. It is Doncic ball. He's yeah. obviously an incredible, incredible player, right? But it's just not like, like for me, like this could be a again. It's probably going to be similar score. I would pick, you know, one o, one o nine to one o six, you know. And then Doncic has got he might he might put up a forty piece. To be honest with you, um, he's put up a lot of forty pieces like this season. But again, these he's like he's like LeBron. He's got no one helping him. And 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 obviously you you are not a big fan of it because you're a sports fan, but he has a ball in his hands too often. He's he's PR and that he's like is ridiculous. No, I and I agree, and I and I love watching him play because obviously I'm a Mass fan and I actually really like watching him. But he does have the ball in his hands too much, and that's what's going to happen. But the only thing is, is they're not the slowest team in the league. It's a Cavs that is the slowest team in the league. Uh, oh, re- reports are saying I, I I'm guessing they're, uh, the Mavs are probably the Mavs are probably <clears throat> close to oh, that. Doing that. Like the thing is the the Cavs are at least exciting with Mobley and yeah. Allen and Mitchell and that and Garland. Um but uh, it's what it is. I, again, I'm 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 fine through like I, I I agree with what they're competing with the NFL on this one, you know, because this is this is going to be what? What's the time? Half two. So that's going to be like a half eight game. Yeah. Like for us, but it's yeah. the middle of the day. Like it's the, it's the before the dinner kickoff. Before your, you know, the dinner kicks Aye, off. The Christmas dinner. Christmas Can dinner you? kicks yeah. off. You know, yeah. and it's the star power. You know, yeah. the matchup and that. So you know, f- fair enough. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I'm guessing you you you've got to take the Mavs surely to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> The Mavs, the Mavs, the Mavs are so frustrating for me. I've watched so many of their games and they've been utter dug, but they could actually have actually played not too bad in some games, and you're just like, and they've lost. So I, I yeah, I've got the Mavs to win. I think they'll win. Well, before we do that, the preview. Um, I mean, it's, again, this is just it could be it'd be nuts, but. The Mavs bet them in March. That's when the last time last played, which is crazy. A uh, hundred and twenty-eight. Okay, you know, no defense. Uh, versus basically, and the Lakers had a hundred and ten. 
But I don't think AD was playing. And it, I bet, well, it doesn't matter anyway, because I think he was, he's not playing anyway, because he's out for the, mm-hmm. as a, uh, he's, he's injured for the last month. Because uh, we're talking about on the last podcast, if you haven't already, go and check it out. Episode 8, we're talking about AD, how unlucky he's been uh, through injury. Uh, I've got the Mavs actually winning for this one. Uh, I I would say 118, and I think the the Lakers are 110 for that yeah. one. Mavs plus eight is probably good. Like if you're talking about like the old bookie odds and that, like it's probably not a bad bet. I, I would pro- I would say the same. Like, um, oh, I don't know but, if I I don't know but, if I would take minus eight, but I um. It's but I think probably. LeBron will have thirty plus if he's playing. I it's a hard one, eh? Because he has put up big numbers on it. He does tend to show up on Christmas Day as well. Yeah. Uh, but he tends to play at home on Christmas Day, and he's True. probably played at home on the last ten years at Christmas. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe when he was at the Cavs, he would have went when they got beat. They would he would have went to the Warriors on Christmas Day. Um, but you know the Lakers have probably been at home or within. They probably played the Clippers the last couple of years, so they've been at home, you yeah. know, rather than being away. So, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I would take the Mavs. The for me, the next game is. Yeah, I was just about to say. I was literally just going out, going on to that there because I think this is. I again, I, I'm looking forward to actually watching the Mavs play. Hopefully, a reasonable time, and I'll sit and watch it. Uh, I'll definitely watch the Mavs game. But the next one is, I think that's actually the best game personally. I think that's the best game we're going to see through the through the the five, and that is the Bucks versus the the Celtics. Yeah. I I, re- I actually can't wait to watch that as well. I'm going to watch that because this is the best two teams in the league playing. Yeah, oh, 100%. hundred percent, hundred percent agree, hundred percent agree. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, and Tatum are MVP candidates this year, undoubtedly. Uh, you know, Jalen Brown has is at worst a uh, second team All NBA performer this year. He's yeah. putting up. He's on what is it, twenty seven a game or something ridiculous? Again, I'm off the top, but um, Giannis, he'll be in the yes. in the thirties. I know Tatum's in the thirties. Um, yeah. in terms of scoring. Uh, the Celtics defense is um, incredible when they're switched on. The Bucks, when they want to be involved, are obviously incredible as well. And this is this is the this is the game for this is the game of the day for sure. Uh, yeah. It's no. this is the what like, I can see these two matching up in the playoffs this year. I think it would be a, obviously a, a bit of a bloodbath um, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, and there's a bit of. Uh, Last season's playoffs as well. Obviously, the Celtics put the the box out last year, but without Middleton and all the rest of it. So, yep. um, but, but he's not Celtics... playing as well right now as well. I don't think he's he's only. Yeah. I don't know if he's playing much now because he's just coming but, back. He's on route back, but <clears throat> um, but the Celtics have uh, used the finals disappointment as a total springboard this year. The the, yeah. the play has been incredible, and considering yeah. all the bullshit they went through with the the coaching change from. Um, would you call him? Um, uh, well, to Masala now that's coaching, um, and like just for them to just to hit the ground running, their team's so deep. Mark Malcolm Brogdon off the bench is incredible pickup. Um, 
I love what um, the guy like Naismith and Hauser and all that do, like in terms yeah. of shooting, creating space. Obviously, I'm not touching Horford. They've not had Robert Williams in the game that in the season this year either. So, like, there's um, Blake Griffin. I, I forgot he was. I mean, he's he, he'll come in and do a job. I don't think he's, he's he's at that point in his career where you know he's a he's a good he's a really good veteran team player to have. Yeah. Uh, the box of Yanis, and you know when you look down the rest of the team, it's like it's okay. I, I like Brook Lopez, Middleton. Yeah. I really don't like at all, but I appreciate what he does as a player. Uh, Drew Holiday obviously is a, a high quality player as well. And then where's the Matthews got, as well? They've got like they've role players that really yeah. fit the role. Matthews, uh, Bobby Portis off the bench um, comes in, hits um, you know some buckets and throws some elbows and all that kind of stuff and. Uh, yeah, they've yeah. got uh, Grayson Allen. I mean, you're not a big Grayson Allen fan, but he comes and does a job for them. He's that, he's that, he's that, he's that dirty but no dirty player that will come in, I will give somebody a hat, and he'll have a shot. Uh, he's not, he's not bad. He's he'd be on the trade block for me, like that's for sure. I'd be trying to get rid of him to upgrade that position. But yeah, like that's a good one. Um, if you're if you're asking me to predict here and now, I take the Celtics, and I. Because I want it to be a good game, I say Tatum hits a buzzer beater to uh to win by one or two, something along those lines. Yeah. I'm gonna give well the last game again, this is just they they, they came in in May. Interesting. They actually played May the fifteenth and May the fourteenth. And May the th- and, and May the twelfth. That would have been the playoffs, mate. Twelfths. I was gonna say that, Mike. Playoffs. But anyways, they've not they've not um they've not played this year. As well, of it yet. should be, man. Get the two best. They'll play each other three times in the tail end of the year, yeah. and then they'll play each other fucking probably seven times in the playoffs. So we're not going to go. We're not going to do that because that's just annoying. Uh, but I, I will, yeah, I think the Bucks will win. I think the Bucks will win by three. I uh, hundred again hundred ten. I love that. I love that hundred ten. Hundred ten. There you go, two for the box, and I win by three. Fair play. Because so, again, I think though I'll be I'll, again. I'll be the last last couple of minutes. I'll just be back and forth, and I think uh, they'll they'll, they'll have a shot to win, and then then they'll try and fill. So, I, that. these two next games are really fucking annoying, right? Personally. I do think that Box and Celtic should have been further further down at the end of nah, the end. It's time it's the timing, so they're East Coast, remember that ah, probably okay, yeah. should have been the second game of the day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it makes sense actually. Game. But the next game, so next game's uh, the the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna disagree with you because I think if everybody was fit, this is this would have been the second best game of the day. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Because the Grizzlies called the Celt- they called the Warriors out before the season started. Jamaran was asking for Curry and Draymond on Christmas, and the NBA gave it to them because the new the Grizzlies are. Jamaran is probably the most electrifying player in the league. Him, Zion, you know, and yeah. Giannis. These four, unbelievable. He, the way the Grizzlies are playing, the depth of the team they've got, and all the rest of it is is unbelievable. Yeah. Part of me that's letting me down right now is how stinking the Warriors are. <laughs> and if it wasn't for an MVP uh, season from Steph Curry, 
who is injured at this moment in time with dodgy they would be horse shit. Like, their offense with them, and this is me, I'm referencing uh, Bill Bill Simmons here because I heard it uh, earlier today, so that's why I'm jumping back in, but the offense when Steph Curry is on the court, right, is plus uh, seven points per 100 possessions, right? So, which is very, very, very good. Yeah. When he's off the court, they're minus 14 or minus 11, right? So basically, in, so when the when when he's not on the court, they are losing games massively. And you seen it like the other night, they they got they got troused off the Knicks at MSG. They just they don't have like Clay's past it. Draymond doesn't do anything offensively. Jordan Poole is he's a a six man sort of heat check kind of guy. Um. It's just Wiggins isn't that kind of player either. I I think they show up because it's Christmas Day and all the rest is in. But I think the I think the Grizzlies are fired up to fuck. I think Ja Ja might put a forty piece up. I yeah. I, I would say Grizzlies by ten. Ten. If uh, so again, if Steph Curry isn't playing, but I don't know if he will be back. I don't think He's he is. Not. Is he not? Yeah. No, it's is like it, three or four weeks. As if you okay, yeah, Grizzlies are going to beat them by twenty. Actually, I think they're beating by twenty-five. Mm. So there you go. I think that's a big shout on Christmas Day. To be honest with you, um, they've been stinking. Big... They've been absolutely like I'm just again what, looking at the this the the games for the last. Um, Remember, it, they played in the playoffs. Their playoff games last year, the last yeah. three games, like the Warriors obviously put the Grizzlies out last year. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. There's. The Grizzlies have got a wee bit more bite in them, like to go after the Warriors. They'll beat them by twenty-five. Right, like big uh, uh, again. That's just uh, I've watched watched a few of the games, and again, I'm a huge Steph Curry fan. I actually really like how he plays. Again, uh, again, sure, Trev Everhan, but I'm not a big fan of the rest of their team. Not a big fan yeah. of them at all. Horseshit. Yeah. Um. I'm not. I, I'm not a big fan. So again, I've not watched too much of the Grizzlies uh, at I all. Like I shouldn't love the Grizzlies because they're in our division, but yeah. they are like them and the Pelicans have been incredible, incredible this year. Um, and the Grizzlies are going to be good for a long time. They're going to be yeah. good for a long time. So, um, and then last up, we've got what the Suns and the Nuggets, which yeah. is again. I, I get it. It has to be West Coast. Um, you know, the the Lakers are there to play down that way. Um, the further up, so you know, is Denver. So sometimes you get Portland thrown in here, but Portland have been stinking the last couple of years. Phoenix are an easy one. Like I said to you before, I I, I would have had them playing earlier. I, I would have had them playing the Mavs. Um, whether it's this game at this time, um, or earlier. Yeah. Um. Jokic deserves to play on Christmas Day. It's a star. It's a star game. Uh, he is the probably the best player in the league, like between him and Giannis. Um, for me, yeah, uh, it's, it's frightening what he's doing in terms of stats and uh, how efficient he is scoring. But Suns and Nuggets, it just doesn't do anything for me in the slightest. Um, you know they're both really good teams. It's just 
I don't know. It's a bit of a yawn fest for me. I think they could have tried to, like you say, um, even if, see, even if it was, if you even if you put the Lakers and the Nuggets in here, right, and give LeBron versus Jokic late doors, and then you had the Mavs playing the, the Suns earlier or later. I think that's a wee bit more of a competitive game. Uh Lakers Nuggets is probably the same as the Suns Nuggets. It's there's there's no much, but again, it's just star power. Um, I'm a big I'm a big Jokic fan, so I'll take the Nuggets by five. Oh, okay. Again, I, I I'm I, I quite like uh, Chris Paul. Again, I'm. As you, as you probably tell, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a guard, guard fan. Uh, as against Trey Young, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I think the, I think the Suns will beat them by, by five. As well, it's a, it's a tough, again, is that that is us basically uh, trying to trying to get the right score is is, is tough. Uh, Going through the five games has been quite uh, quite fun and interesting. I, I knew there was going to be some backlash, no backlash, but some like discussions and stuff because some of the games are horseshit. Some of the, some of the games are actually well, one of the games. Are you actually, mate? Yeah. The thing is, if you're a fan of a team, uh, then you'll probably enjoy some of the matchups. I just think with ratings competition, with where the NBA is right now, it's it's set that bit of a lull. The NBA usually tees off between you know Christmas and into the All Star break in February, and then yeah. obviously it's the playoff, the run after that. And the way that the schedule's built this year, basically every team's going to play about sixty games until the um, All Star break, and then yeah. after the All Star break, there's going to be about twenty games left, you know, um, which is going to spread everything out a bit. So I think I, I don't know. I think the NBA could have just been a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, adventurous maybe with the matchups to try yeah. and um to create. And I know Brooklyn stunk last year, so that's probably why they they're not in our like had um and you've got to have obviously the defending champs have got to play at home. I get that, you know, in the Warriors and the Grizzlies. I do like that matchup after the playoff niggles last year. Um yeah. I just you know it's how how are you find it? Well, e- even the even the uh, I mean the Rockets are stinking right now. I'm not a big fan of them right now. The yeah, Rockets was... suck. The thing is, there's probably, in all honesty, going the going on this year and last year. That's the thing because they're, they're basing on last year's yeah performances. You know, the Heat might have snuck in um, and played. Obviously, they're an East Coast uh, team. They were obviously like not too bad last year. Uh, the Clippers, maybe you know, you may, but they've done Lakers Clippers a couple of times. Um, you know, so Pelicans uh, could have been in there to, to be honest. Zion would have had a uh, few Zion's day. box office too, isn't he? But you know, they they snuck in. But that's what I'm saying. Like they could have had the the Pelicans and the Suns playing. That would have been chippy after last year's thing. That's a better game. Yeah. You know, I just think the NBA needs these rivalries. They need they need the heated moments. We spoke about the Zion dunk a couple of weeks back, right? We spoke about like the NBA is getting a bit chippier. Folk are taking stuff personally. Um 
And that's what the fans is like. They don't want to see folk fighting, don't get me wrong, but they want to see people getting involved and invested in games, especially in November and December. The seasons doesn't finish until, you know, April time. So that's what we kind of want to see. And especially, again, as you're saying, is the NFL is on the Chris, like Christmas Day. So you want to have that. So I'm intrigued to see. We'll get, we are going to move on. Uh, to our last topic, but before I say, before we do that, I just want to actually see the ratings for the NBA games and see what games stink like for ratings and see what games are. I'm in, uh, for the next for start of the year or next couple of podcasts. I'm going to try and I don't know if I can, but I'm going to try and get some ratings to see how if the what what games have stunk and stuff, especially with the NFL. Yeah, being in. Because again, that's a huge, huge thing for them. Again, I never knew it was going on, so uh, it's go- it's going to be really, really interesting to see how the ratings are for that. But yeah, let us know your thoughts. Uh, Coach's Time at Podcast on Instagram right now, or you can basically get get myself the basketball coach as well. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know who you want to win in the in the games. Tag tag us in it as well, even the Beerford Podcast guys as well, just tag us in it and we can we can share it across as well. Uh, before we go, I just want to touch on, because again, touch on the, the fantasy, I don't, I know we've talked about right at the start, fantasy, so I'm currently saying it, uh, again, your league is different from mine. Uh, I'm currently seventh in the league right now with 900, 9,000, sorry, 955 points which is pretty shit because I'm 7th and uh, 10,029 is above me and I've got 9,654 below me as well. I'm having a stinker, not going to lie. Like, I thought I was doing all right, but I'm hoping that my team can just power on for the next, uh, for the for the new year. My well, I my team. I've I think I'm on a bit of a losing streak as well. My team is absolutely. Um, I'm just checking it now. Yeah, I got beat last week. Um, yeah. five hundred and eighty nine points to my and to my four hundred and forty four. So I got absolutely smoked. Yeah, I want. I I'm in the same league as you, and I got five hundred and twenty nine, and my opponent got three hundred and thirty one. I'm currently five and four. I'm four and five, I think. Yeah, right now. So it's always interesting. I mean, my my team there is not as as I've got a lot of guys that are out or day to day right now, which is NBA wide right now. Like obviously, they're, they're they're trying to keep folk saying like, oh, you're you're day to day and and stuff like that, which is if you're uh, injured, that... you're injured. If not, you're not. That's my opinion. Uh, my team honestly sucks. Like it's <laughs> that's because like, you missed the draft. It's just even still, like you know, yeah, it's it's a stinker. Yeah, but uh, thanks uh, everybody for listening uh, to the podcast. Uh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, hopefully, this is out on Christmas Eve. If you haven't already, go and check out the Beefish Podcast, guys, uh, for your craft beer. Uh, if you are uh, interested in that, uh, go and check out uh, Coach's Time at Podcast on Instagram right now uh, for just f- some funny videos, some 
basically looking at the the podcast. If you are interested in basketball stuff, go and check out the the the, the, um, the basketball coach on uh, Instagram and YouTube and TikTok, where we look at basically daily basketball tips. Uh, it's going to be quite fun. We've got some basically got some good projects uh, for for the coming year uh, for two thousand twenty three. Again, we might have a nice wee cheeky episode before the new year, but if not, have a good new year, uh, and we'll see you guys in the next episode of the Coach's Time Podcast. Have a good one, guys. Cheers.